Welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the, the early, early 2000s. 2000s. That's right. We're back for some more. You're hearing the voice of Miss Erie Curie. And to my left, I have Tommy Trash. Hello. Hi. How are you? I have across from me Danny Sniff Jr. A very big sniff. And to my right, uh, this is Johnny Junk. What is up? That's right, the junkiest boy we know. We are here for another episode, and before we get into it, I'd just like to say, how are y'all? Oh, I'm doing well. It's it's awesome. Better than ever. Uh, yourself, Koopy Coops? Good. Real good. I am just dandy. All right. That well, with that said... Not great. Shall we get into this? Drinking rules? Or does anyone have anything they'd like to check in about? I would like to check in about. Mm. We went out for a big meal. Oh, was there a special occasion? There might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went out for uh, Kiri's birthday the other day. Uh, 21. Last night. Uh, and, uh, she just turned 21? Yeah, 21. <laughs> Finally with legal drinking age, so we had some drinks. Uh, I'm yeah. proud of my years. I'm proud of my accomplishments. I think I've done well with all 35 of them and made the most of it. Yeah, 35 is the new 15. Right, and I'm still lovely. That's what counts. Is mm-hmm. that what you tell yourself, Koof? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a blast, though. Uh, there was some some hijinks, hijinks. Uh, I had a good time till I was uh prosecute or persecuted yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah so uh we we had a good old time we went to a german place in uh, a town you might have heard of it's called alameda hey bud hey bud hey and uh we went to a german restaurant called spice Commer, and uh we stuffed ourselves stupid with uh meat and beer and, and cabbage yeah, that's right mm, and bread it was that bread's good, right? Garlic butter. No, the garlic butter was good. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Did you hear my garlic voice drop an octave? Good. Like that's how good. But the bread was like Safeway sandwich bread. <laughs> but that what? butter, the bread butter was good. Did you get the brown bread? Because it was very grainy. That was not soft. No, that Safeway was good. Bread. That yeah. was good. But the white bread was. I didn't. I didn't dip into that. Well, they uh, also made an enemy for life. They did. How did they make an enemy, dude? Because <laughs> Coop, Coop went uh, big time, and he was like, I want the two liters of beer in a I giant did. boot. And the nice waitress, she says, here you go. And you know what I says? I says, hey, I say, oh, this is so cool. Can I buy this? Do you guys sell these? Mm-hmm. She says, no, but, you know, people just take them, so... You know, wink, 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 wink nudge, mm, nudge. We all heard it. So I was like, okay. So after I finished, I, I just put it down by my side, and then this fucking jabroni, straight That's jabroni. A good word for that. Yes. Says, we realized that we're short a boot. Like they do some kind of boot count, <laughs> <laughs> some inventory at the end of the night. And they're plastic. Uh, this is not like some nice no. glass fancy thing. No. You can buy them on Amazon. Oh, I looked up dollars online. Well, yeah, and you know, it's made by some child slave in China or oh. something like that. But anyway, I gave it back to him and then he, he reprimanded me and it was not You went back in nice. though, too. I did cuz I wanted cuz I had like anger like I wanted to fight cuz I was fucking pretty drunk because I, I drank Cuz you drank 2 liters two of liters. beer. Which yeah. helped two me with it a liters. bit. But I had also a Jaeger shot. I was oh, pretty drunk. And did you keep that, the one you were going to keep? I don't know where it went. I think I left it there. <laughs> so I have no The guy's like, you know what? We got the boot, but that Yiga shot, that's a money on the table. We got to close down. My favorite uh, part about that that you, you, you left out was when the guy's like, so yeah, uh, where, where, what happened to that glass? Uh, we, we don't know what happened. And then you go, 
Oh, I didn't know you were accounting for them. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh, look, it's over right here. You pulled it out, like your jacket that was like turned around it. Yeah, it was pretty awkward, but you know. It was so awkward that uh, Coop decided to stay there after the meal was because done. Because I needed to settle the score. <laughs> so uh, what happened after we left? Did you end up beating that dude up or what? Or just no. giving them more business. Uh, yeah, I bought a shot, and I tipped very well because I didn't feel bad. I was like, you guys made me feel real fucking bad. You know what I mean? Like, they made yeah, me feel course. like a monster. Well, hey, you know what, Coop? <laughs> I think we should all get some boots, and I'll drink out of boots. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to order boots for everyone. You know. You don't have to drink a full boot. You my can ancestors just a... were right. I should just stay away from the Germans from now on. There's other places we can go to eat next year for my birthday. Coop yeah. was was like, <laughs> I demand reparations <laughs> because my ancestors are Jewish. Our, our yeah. text chat was gold. After that. <laughs> yeah, John coming up with the memes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, was Mwah. that was quite good. But for today, we have such a special for you. We actually have a new show that we have new not done before. show mm-hmm. alert. I think this is our... The last time we did a new show was back in uh, October when we did an episode of Dark Room. Oh, the old days. This week, we are doing Tales of the Unexpected. And the episode is Stranger in Town. It is from Season 5, Episode 5. And it was taped in the 80s, although the show does begin in the 70s. I made sure because we are from the... 80s, 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. That's right. We got to be sticklers about this because, uh, you know, you start drifting in the 70s and you can do Night Gallery from Rod Serling and then you're like, well, am I stopping us from getting in the 60s and mm-hmm. doing this Twilight Zone? It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And I didn't do that, guys. No, but you, you, you saw that slope and you said, I'm not slipping down there. I said, no, 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 no. But I think, the th- uh, I don't want to speak for you, but... Uh, I think uh, what was one of the things that appealed to you is that this is uh, all episodes from a certain author. You know, we just recently done a Ray Bradbury. <gasps> yes, I was definitely inspired after our last taping and thinking about another um, author. And so this is Raul Dahl, which is very exciting. Oh. And I know, right? What's your guys' um, history with Raul Dahl? Love him. Yeah, I was a kid who read. The BFG? <laughs> yeah, a uh, big... Friendly Giant? Oh, yeah. Uh, I never saw that movie, but... Uh, I didn't see... I think the movie didn't... It was okay. I think it panned me- mediocre, but the, the books are great. Yeah. He wrote A Boy Named Sue. Do you guys know that? Uh, I know Johnny Cash is. What? Johnny Cash wrote a song, A Boy Named Sue. No, no, no. Roald Dahl wrote that song. For real? I swear to God. Wow, cool. Wow. Yeah, and he wrote like a sequel to that song, which is fucking disgusting. A, a girl named... How, why? It's Boy. about fucking his son named sue i swear to god you can look it what? up no, Dahl was a nice this, this nice is, man okay but he was a d- deranged fuck oh, i heard well. he was i heard he was a terrible uh human being <laughs> he was pretty twisted didn't and he as dated all great a, artists are. he dated a, a famous celebrity too no i don't know oh, okay i just i'm you can listen to it uh a boy named sue like rolled part Dahl, two uh part two <laughs> like yeah <Boogaloo>. maybe <laughs> The new batch. Well, we're gonna do the some new... research on this. Well, okay. Are you so online right now? I had, uh, I had when I was in school. I remember I had a. We we all had to choose a book. Uh, excuse me. There was a book of all these rolled doll, like little like one page stories or like little whatevers, and we had to uh, perform it in front of the class with some type of prop or something like that. And that was an assignment. I'm trying to remember what the hell the one I did was. I remember like I made like a little thing out of clay. And I for think, your prop? Yeah, for my prop. And like, 
it was like so small like when i was like trying to show people they're like what the fuck is that a marble like what is that thing in your hand and uh you just picked up a rock on the way to school yeah, threw it at somebody yeah call it your prop yep but that's i mean like i have literally have not read anything since maybe second or third grade i thought he was a great author as a kid growing up i haven't revisited anything so that could be not the case yeah, I've not read as an adult, but I did recently come across and um, he did a collection of short stories, not that he authored, but that he collected from other authors and he wrote the intro to it. Um, but I've been checking that out, having like a story in morning. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, we were able to like go through his uh, his library and find uh, some episodes of this show because I'd like to know more about this guy. Yeah, this is this is a, a fun one for us today. We, we're venturing into new territory. Um, I, I'm, before we get into it, I'm sorry, uh, unless you guys have anything, anything else to say, uh, drinking game rules? Uh, yeah, uh, Let's so. With the, our person who picked the episode, Miss Eerie Kiri. So for drinking and game rules, the one that I picked was every time there's a magic trick, take a drink. Okay. Mm, I said every time there's an umbrella flute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Every time you see uh, the protagonist, Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus alone with children. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I had that one. Um, I have uh, every time he gives someone a flower. Uh, that was my oh, other one, too. Drink. Yeah. All Just quality any, rules, guys. Yeah. Anytime he places... Uh, oops, sorry, Kiri. Do you have another one? No, I'm quite pleased with these. Uh, anytime he places just something on someone's body. On a body. person. Put something on a person. I had that, too. Yeah, I had that, that, too. That was one of my other ones. But uh, Okay, uh, do you have another one, Koopies? Nope, that's the only one I've got. Um, Matter of fact, I just came up with that one because the initial one was every card trick you see, but that counts as a magic trick. It's so. true. Yeah. What'd you guys think of this intro? I have a lot of thoughts. I loved it. Did anyone else love it? I fucking loved it. I did too. The music, right? The groovy. imagery. I was like, am I watching fucking Austin Powers? Okay. Or? So oh, I just, I've been waiting for this. I start, I, I kind of teased it to you guys off uh, mic, but um, I thought this, the visuals of this um, were very striking and i thought that they were very kind of scary thematic like lsd acid trip type of thing yeah so what i did was i took the intro and i basically used a different song to illustrate how scary it is <laughs> so uh i'm just gonna turn my laptop a little bit and uh, i'll show you guys the original and then i'll show you uh the recut so this is the original we're watching this is original this mm -hmm. is the original Mm. I love like that shadow, right? Ooh, they're they're so gambling, good. right? That silhouette. Dick Johnson gun. <laughs> Mask. This is thrilling to our listeners. <laughs> I can always cut it. Oh, fire! A lot of fire. I like good. I like good. And the fire. tarot card. All right, All right. John. So, so, that, now. so that's the original one, and okay. then I, I I just put a little different music in the back, and this is the other one. Ooh. <laughs> Revolver. Okay, this is fucking cool, guys. <laughs> I 
Way better. Right? Did you make way that? Way better. Of it. It's less whimsical, but like, wow, That's is that impactful? Scary. That's what I'm saying, you guys. This is the a lot of... beats of the image? Did you yeah. make that? No, no. I, I scoured like through a, a lot of different horror. That lined up really well. Yeah, right? it took Every me a minute. beat, like yeah. had a different shot. But that also makes me think of the timing of it all, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, like a Rob Zombie music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's that scary. I thought it, it was a trip. Honestly, great. that was my favorite intro of any of the shows we've seen. I agree with you. Yeah. It was really cool. It was super like different. And like that, like, I mean, this is a show f- from the late 70s, but obviously this is episodes from the 80s. But it feels so like sixties, like Sergeant Pepper. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like got a, yeah. like some go go dancer. Well, exactly, it's the very like English style of like um, like trippy shit, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. certain uh, British sensibility to it. Yeah, they're Is not this a British loose. show. It was Roald Dahl a Brit. I feel like he was American. I think uh, Roald Dahl's British, I believe. Yes, no, I don't know. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's no way to find out. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it up to uh, the listener to do their homework. So the scene opens and we have this man who's dressed basically like an oversized leprechaun. I would like to inquire about what, how would you guys describe what he's wearing? <laughs> I Piece by piece of what he's wearing. He's wearing colors. He's wearing like like uh like an afghan thrown over the couch at your grandma's house it's oh, like weird patchwork quilt that doesn't make sense but it works <laughs> it, it like, does work it looks like yeah. plastic that he's wearing though i really you know i think you hit it on the head i really think he is like a hobo meets magician meets leprechaun uh the facial it's mystical, hair it's magical he's he's wearing fingerless gloves and that definitely doesn't help the hobo leprechaun <laughs> factor hey, those are useful gloves dude I think fingerless gloves are cool. Well, right away, yeah. I really like him. He's doing magic tricks, which drink. He's got a great swag. He's kind to the kids. He spreads glitter. I, I'm liking him at first. I'm yeah. really liking him. He so so the music uh, is amazing. So mm-hmm. the guy, the guy hops off a train, and uh, <laughs> I was just like, "Who is this guy? What's going on?" And he's like, kind of uh, the the whole episode is a lot of uh, uh, monologue. And I thought it would be really funny just because he's so flamboyant and weird. He's just like, hello, I'm a new pimp in town, and I'm here to find a new stable of hoes. <laughs> okay. Like well, did you guys, I don't know about you guys, but I got, it, when I was initially watching this the first time, I thought Pied Piper. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I thought it throughout. Well, it's in my notes. Absolutely. Where, and I think this was intentional. The kids are following him. And he's mm-hmm. playing his, that was intentional. His, his umbrella. Drink. Yeah. No, for a second. Before I knew how the episode ended, I was like, oh, so this is like a retelling of the Pied Piper, but but it's not. But I think that was to mislead us. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm sure the, you know, whoever. So he seems like he's like a nice guy, but he begins to do this narrating, and the narrating tells me there's more than meets the eye. That, yeah. He said, they thought I was amusing, but that was only the beginning. Jesus, was that good? Oh, my it was God. really good. No, it's not. Yes, uh, that no, was. was. You don't really argue good. with me. I don't even remember how his voice sounded. That's exactly, exactly like what just came it out of your mouth. It was just a bad British accent. Well, well his accent, <laughs> you captured that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, the second this guy gets off a train, he's like doing all this stuff. And like, it's like everybody thinks he's totally charming, but he's just like getting in everybody's face. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, so he's like somebody who's trying to like tear his ticket and he's like holding it away from him. And then like, he like goes to like a newsstand and it's just like rips open candy to give to kids and shit. He's like, being, he, he pays for it, he's but. He's being cheeky as the mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I he's mean, he's very memorable. Yeah. 
Well, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's... He's yeah. a character. He's trying to be a real... Uh, yeah, like a real character. Mm-hmm. That's what and I'm saying. That you imagine him doing this in like New York City, like back in the 80s. Stabbed. <laughs> like, exactly. Hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> stabbed and shot. Uh, he, he is from... Uh, he's from Wales. Just this actor? Uh, Rodal. Oh, okay. so he is an yeah. English person. So he is of... Uh, or a Welsh Incorrect descent, yes. I think some... Sorry for all our Welsh listeners that just got <laughs> upset at me for calling them Englishmen. They are from the UK. I know you have a lot. We have a lot. Once they're not fucking their sheep, they come over and... (laughs) Oh, no. You just lost all your Welsh listeners. That's okay. (laughs) How'd you guys feel about them bagpipes? Oh. That was cool. It it gave me the impression that they might be in somewhere like northern England or maybe Scotland. I have a... Before you even get to the bagpipes, Mm. I have a a question because... uh, Tom, do you watch this on YouTube? Yep. Uh, Anyone else? Why the fuck did... Do you guys have Amazon Prime? No. Yeah, oh. we don't. I mean, we do, but we don't watch it on Amazon Prime. I watch the shit on Amazon Prime. How about yeah. you? I watch it on the IMBD app. Okay, so it's free, right? It was free for me. Yeah, with the commercials. Tom. Yeah. The I know you boy. watched. I know you watched this on the same probably YouTube video that I did. And at the bottom of the screen, there is a hashtag of an actress who is not on IMDb, but according to this YouTube video, says there's an actress in this. And I was not sure. There is an actress in this. Okay. The little girl is played by Jennifer Connelly. But how do we know that? Because, because it's not it on like IMDb. Her. And it's also like, yeah. She's not credited, though. I, I'm, it's credited on the, on the show. On IMDb? It's on the credits. Yeah. We can watch the, we can watch the credits right now. I just thought, no, no. I've just Jennifer Connelly. Oh, I didn't watch it to the end credits. I just basically tried to turn it off as soon as possible. But <laughs> I picked a good one. No, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, Keith. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to reserve, I'm going to reserve, there. well, I, the thing is I couldn't find it on IMDb. So I was like, maybe somebody just came up with this. No, and I then I was the like, episode, it says little girl, Jennifer Connelly. But then when I was looking at the little girl, I was like, I don't know if that's her. Cause like she's not British, is she? I, I don't know. I uh, never. Okay, so Jennifer Connelly is in this. I'm probably we can rewatch the intro and just double check that that's her name. But I'm pretty sure I saw her name. No, it was in. It was. I mean, in I the... didn't watch it on YouTube, so I mean. Well, on YouTube, it basically has like a hashtag. But I'm just. I went on IMDb and it said no, so I was like, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> um, the the. I don't even know who that is. In our initial meeting of uh, Christopher Columbus, which we eventually will find out that's his um, quote-unquote name, um, there he meets his like brother and sister. I want to say what these two, this little boy and this little girl. Yeah, they're hanging out he, just in a train station. The boy looks exactly like I used to when I was that age. It's creepy. Well, yeah. did you follow a bunch of weird men? Yeah, well, <laughs> how do you think he got here? Yeah, we're, seriously. I led you all the way. Following there. you. Um, but he does this thing where he like goes up and then he talks to like this vendor, and then he snaps the the candy bar in half mm-hmm. and gives it to each of them. I'm like, oh, you couldn't buy like, like, oh, this is some fun little thing where I'm getting a half a candy bar. I don't want that. Really, I would take half a candy bar. You're ungrateful. Yeah, you are. Ungrateful. I don't like gratitude. 
Well, I'd take a candy bar from a strange man. And like half of one. Totally cool. Like open. Especially yeah. a weird drifter. Like, yeah. Wearing colors. Yeah. yeah. And fingerless clubs. It's all he could ask for. Yeah. It just makes it so when he tickles the kids, he can really have that skin to skin contact. Jesus. <laughs> creepy. Jeez Louise. Oh, no. This guy is creepy. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he like uh, takes these kids. I love his character though. It's so he, fun. Well, he takes these kids and then he starts like marching around this town and like people are like, oh, What's this? And this is like the strong Pied Piper vibe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're probably just following him because he's hanging out with kids because there's a strong, <laughs> Keeping an eye on that. strong pedophile vibe coming from this dude. Okay. And th- this comes up later and solved this question that I have. But my one of my first notes was, is he wearing lady shoes? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because it looks like he's wearing like high heels. Well, we'll get to that. I mean, he he is early on. The, my, my first watch, I was like, "This guy's wearing." But he's not wearing like pumps. <laughs> See, I did not notice the shoes, but I noticed that dope ass snake cane of his. Yeah, that's cool. With that little eyes, oh, that was cool. It had a little tongue. Mm-hmm. That's why I made the noise. Oh, you got to do this. Oh wow, that was much better than mine. <laughs> you did like a sucking sound. Well, <laughs> I like to get the job done. You got to do the. I'm sorry. Everyone looks angry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not angry. I'm laughing. Yeah, no, yeah. It's funny just because that was the sound like you guys used to do, like on our very yeah. first record. You guys are like, <laughs> I love you. And it would make John mad. It would make John mad so hard. He like, loves us. Whatever. John's like, I'm taking levels and Coop and I was peeling. <laughs> Lizard boy and his two bulb crew. We didn't yeah. have these sweet ass uh, socks. The little windbreaker things on our mics. Our pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Things were popping left yeah, and right. Someone got them. I don't know who it was. He checks into a hotel next. No? Yeah, and he gives an obvious fake name. Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I took too many notes because... <laughs> No, because this is when like I really was like making note of all the shit he was doing. Because I'm like, who is this guy? Where the hell does he get off? And this is when he's like literally, people are having conversations, and he just steps in between them, like, "Ooh, aren't I a little devil?" <laughs> and he, Drink. He, he he like swaps in on like a dance thing. He like dosy does and just like swoops in on some lady, and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna dance with you now." Well, okay, yeah, he does that, and then he like finds there's like a man in a construction hat, and this is when they like. Spins him around and he puts something on his collar, almost like a boutonniere. That he, like, like the so he's got this crazy umbrella that he's dancing around with the whole time. Mm-hmm. Tom was saying umbrella. Also, uh, every, I love the music that's going on like the entire time during this opening part of uh, this episode. Too. Whimsy, whimsical, whimsical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the cops. <laughs> <laughs> He even charms the cops. He charms the cops, yeah. The so, bobbies. So, so he's, he is finds all these dudes who are doing, like, uh, they're walking down the street doing bagpipes. At first, I thought it was like, oh, this bagpipes, is like... that's a drink. So I Always. Was like, okay, yeah. It's an executive order. Short well, we didn't drink for that for Cuddy Black Gary, Sal. Can you make that true. an executive order? I, I would like time. to make that and also quicksand. Okay. Okay. Executive order. Kiri, you have to say it. Dude, if we, to, c- can we make quicksand like a, a big number? Ooh, okay. What are you thinking? Should it be like, like a bonus for creepy I feel collars? like quicksand is so rare that we need to make but it count prevalent. for a lot. Point and a half. Two points. Wait, is that creepy collars? Carrie's Carrie. Carrie, this we're is defaulting to you. I'm considering this. I'm considering this. All right, so Consider. we're thinking one and a half. Creepy crawlers for quicksand. Is it a bonus? What do you say? What about bagpipes to though? Too. 
I think it's also one and a half. Okay. Okay. So if you so, have quicksand and bagpipes, that's automatic <laughs> plus three. I think yeah. that's a plus three, y'all. And then you have the good. cut and yes. the sideburns. Oh, that's a plus four. So you could have a potentially 14 out of 10 creeper crawlers. <laughs> that's right. It's All up right. there, y'all. It's Ooh. potential. You it's guys figure out the for. math. Yeah. <laughs> Who's up next for the episode? Like, I'm going to go. You are? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know you're going to find a quicksand bagpipes. <laughs> oh, I can't the wait. Cut episode. <laughs> So stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, I might have mm-hmm. some up my sleeve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's following these these uh, bagpipe people around, and at first I was like, oh, it's a parade. You know, he's just joining in a parade. It's fun, but there's no other Mm-mm. people. And I was like, <laughs> a parade is either you have something before you or after you. If it's just you, that's just people marching down the street playing bagpipes. It may have been. A he funeral. jumps right in there. <laughs> he's completely. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's a funeral. <laughs> yeah. He comes across a construction site. Wait, the wait, wait, wait. Do, do we talk about when he checks into the hotel? Oh, the we did name? not. No. Well, oh, oh. So not just. Okay. So when well, he gets to this hotel, he's like, he marches inside and he's like, uh, yes. Uh, he has this little cane that has the snake head. And this is when we see it's like, it sticks his tongue out. Yeah, it it's does. a little bit weird. Um, I wasn't sure. Do oh, it again. <laughs> do it again, Cooper. Whoa, is there a snake on mic? Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he he has these demands for a room. Yep. Yeah. But then, he's like contradicting himself. Yeah, yeah it's that, that's what's so funny. I think that's like the comedy of it. He's like, yes, I want uh, your finest suite. Uh, <laughs> with the room to the whole town. Yeah, he goes, I want a bedroom, a bathroom, and a drawing room. And I had to go on Google and find out what a drawing room is. It's like kind of like a, a living room, but way more formal and uncomfortable where you just receive guests. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like, has all these high flute demands. And then he's like, the, the guy's like, sorry, we don't have any suites. We just have rooms. And then he's like, okay, fine. I'll take a room in the back with no bathroom and has no view. Like, I don't know. It's like a little. He almost acts like offended when. when... No, he, accuses, he says, who said anything about a suite? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's like, come on. Come What's on. so nice about your town? I'd want a view of it. Yeah, yeah. He says that and he roasts the it's town. It's like so a contradictory. What town is it? Does it? Did they say? No. Uh, well, uh, any town. I would have to. Okay, wait, where did you say um, uh, Roald Dahl was from? In- Wales? England. He's from Owen. Oh, he's from. He's a Welshman. So okay. So maybe this is somewhere in Wales. Maybe. Yeah. You don't want to be there. But uh, everyone's just fucking sheep in the background. So he signs the ledger when he's checking in, and this is the first time we we come to learn that his name is Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about he's you guys. He's a memorable dude. But the first time I heard that, I, I didn't necessarily think it was like a pseudonym or like a uh, you know a, a fake name. I thought I was like, okay, so this is just maybe a coincidence or whatever. Like, oh, I thought it was like a clown name or something, you know, silly. Yeah, yeah. I also think that. Yeah. Well, I I understand now, but at the time, like, it didn't necessarily stand out to me. I was just like, okay, so this is whatever. This is how we come to know who who this guy is. And, and he wanted, didn't he want something about like n- not being. Uh, you wanted something very bright and very sunny too. Like he was like really demanding like them have the weather be nice for him too. I think that was like a comic effect to be like, I want all this stuff. And then when they're like, uh, we don't have that stuff. He's like, well, I wouldn't even ask for it. Like, you know, it's kind of like uh part of his, uh, amusing, uh, character, right? Yeah. Well, and to me, it's like, you're going to remember that interaction. Yes. Right? Uh, everything he's, he's it's doing, memorable. it's deliberately done to draw your attention. I... He's peacocking, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's a, a regular regular pickup artist for kids. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. his top hat. I've been waiting for a lot of things, which I will not 
Talk about it. I'm waiting for some stuff too. <laughs> All right. So now it's the next morning and his stroll around town continues. He comes across a construction site with a grumpy, rude dude. His nonverbal communicates he disapproves of assholes, which I liked, right? Uh, can I, I just want to point out, it's not just a dude. He's, he's not like a regular construction worker. He's wearing a business suit. Yeah, that's true. He's like, Four obviously men. like boss man. Mm-hmm. Is the bird in the hat? No, no, like, not quite yet. Uh, we're, oh, okay. we're being introduced to, uh, Mr. Latham. That's right. He has a strange interaction with Mr. Latham using this magic trick, which he kind of like actually makes a fool of him because he walks around with the money, you know, and then mm. everyone else is laughing about him. Yeah. Okay. So let's break this down a little bit because, so, uh, Columbus, uh, he's like, Behold, it's uh, I have money, and I will turn money into paper. And he like hands it to this businessman, only to have the businessman be like, you know what? I'm kind of a, a, a whatever amateur magician myself, and I'll just re like turn it back into cash. And he's like, no, I got this cash, and like tucks it in his pocket. And uh, then Columbus like does a pickpocket thing and basically steals it. So it's like, it uh, yeah, he's got a he's kind mm-hmm. of being. Uh, matched as far as his uh, magical prowess. It's like a wizard battle. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I liked how the, the, the guys that he was like scolding then kind of like chuckle at him. Yeah, so you see like, like the little shift of power, right? Yeah, and I liked for, that. For Mr. Latham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys recognize him? No, uh, the actor? should I? Yeah. No, what was he in? Oh, oh, maybe I was oh. too poor growing up, but uh, this guy was on Keeping Up Appearances. You uh, broke bastard. No, I don't know what that is. The hell is it, keeping th- up this appearance? was on PBS, and it was a, it's a British show, but it's called Keeping Up Appearances. And this is back was, when they had like uh, faulty towers and <laughs> yep. yeah, all that kind of. He was the cuck husband of this lady who was very domineering, and um, nothing wrong with that. But uh, <clears throat> he he was a, a, a he's a very very famous British actor, um, and I. I He's got chops. Uh, I believed his character, and I really felt like he was uh, bringing it home, to be honest. Like, he was very hateable character, like, by choice, obviously. Yeah. Did you guys notice at one point he switches his gloves back and forth? Yes, and I think that is... But why? But I don't know. I think it, I think at one point he takes the black gloves off, mm-hmm. puts on the white gloves. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, I, I, I couldn't put two and two together, but I just was thinking if you guys could have any insight into that, like where he's One like, has fingerprints, one does not. Mm, one has actual fingers on it and one does not, maybe? That's what I... Oh, okay. Yeah, I get. I okay. smell you're stepping in. I get it now. Yeah. So now your fingerless gloves aren't so cool, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I like them, though. Fingerless gloves are cool, dude. As long as you're not committing crimes, who cares? Am I jumping ahead too much to get to the part where he rolls up with the bikers? <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. So, cool. so, oh yeah. So let's. So before that is the part with. Uh, so he's he's walking around town, and, and it's kind of like a montage of uh, Columbus kind of endearing himself to the community. Yeah. Uh, I'm charmed. I mean, yeah. So he he like walks around, and there's like. I don't know. There's like a couple and they like are holding produce and he's like, oh, a cauliflower. I'll stab it with my umbrella. Like, and then thanks. That was organic. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's expensive shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom's favorite part of, uh, oh, excuse me. Kiri's favorite part. No, Tom's favorite part. All right, Tom, why don't what? you tell us about this bird? Oh, this bird just comes out of his hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how does he avoid the poop? That's a classic magician's trick. I don't know how what they do birds it. Birds love being under people's hats, apparently. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you just like... starve the bird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's around this time that I started getting kind of nervous. Well, you got to grab mm-hmm. a When you get a bird, the, the first thing you do is you just got to stuff them underneath your hat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's I... what our veterinarians tell us. 
Veterinarians. Uh, if any listeners are veterinarians, uh, please feel free to tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> Let well, us know your your favorite bird magic tricks. Uh, so, okay. So, a lot of his tricks are sleight of hand. He's like, okay, I'm going to turn this into a flower, pick a card, like, you know, whatever. He's he's doing these things that are like quaint amusement tricks, you know, yeah. turning paper into dollars or vice versa. One of the things that he does is he makes it snow. And I feel like that is a trick that is outside of his possible... Like he's possibly super. Wait, was that when he like had the kind of glitter confetti stuff? He like I thought it was confetti too. Yeah, I didn't think that was snow, John. I don't remember this. We well, can go to all, the tape so. if you like. <laughs> but it didn't glitter like the rest of his snow. Oh, uh, it didn't glitter like the rest of his glitter. I think because I was that was like kind of a theme throughout it. At this point, so it I don't does know. it does become a theme. But if he's not throwing it up and he just pulls out an umbrella and it's falling on top of it, doesn't mean it's snow. It's a trick. It's part of the magic, John. You yeah, just don't John. know. Gosh. You know what? I'm just always Suspend looking for the, the magician's trick. <laughs> I always wanted to be a magician when I was a kid. That was like my first thing. Like I remember being in like elementary school and they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, a magician, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like, And not because I thought magicians had real power. Yeah, why? Just because as a kid, I wanted to know something that nobody else knew. Ooh, I wanted, I like to, I wanted yeah. to have like that little... Tom. Tom's dying over Tom, here. Tom, please feel free Why to are laugh you at dying? me. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I think it's adorable. I love thinking of like baby John like wanting Jonathan. to know the world, you know? I am not kidding you. When I was in k- kindergarten, before, I would know, maybe this is in preschool. My very first magic trick I remember was Tom's walking away. He's, he's, he's dying. He is in stitches right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? That moan is from like 15 feet away. He's just dying. <laughs> I think he's crying. His face is so red. He's like a beet red. He's oh bent over, God. just moaning. Like my my this. my fellow elementary, oh, excuse me, my fellow preschool students uh, were like, "I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut." I was like, "I want to do magic." <laughs> well, you know what? I like that spirit. I'm glad you're my friend, Magic yeah. Boy. Yeah, but you I mean, get to this. What was the trick you learned? Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, I. I Oh, you don't to want to give away it. the secrets. No, I mean, we have no. a code. <laughs> we really have a very special naturally. code. It's not too late for you to do this. Yeah. No, no, it is. Follow your heart. I'll buy you the top hat. Tom so listen, will buy you the... There's a certain I'll age... I'll buy you the bird. In your, in, yes. As a boy progresses through manhood, there is a certain age... You start you have growing to put, hair and You have to places. put childish things aside. Oh, it's not childish. It's magical. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, let's say you're in high school and you're like, yo, I'm really into magic. Yo, pick a card. And girls will be like, fuck off. Like, who the hell do you think you are? I don't know. If you're hot, you can get away with a lot. I feel like you could David Copperfield. David Copperfield's hot. No shit. Uh, I don't know. Okay, listeners, have you ever seen this movie called Terror Train? I bet you have because you like good stuff. (laughs) Came out in the 80s. Got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. It's kind of like Halloween on a train. And David Copperfield is in it and kills it. Really? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, magic's awesome. Go ahead, proceed. Oh, proceed. My God, that was so good. Okay, so uh, around this time, I start getting my little spidey sense tingle, right? Because he's using all these like past tense, and it's just the compound of how like charming he is. I don't know. For me, at least, this is when I started feeling a little bit uneasy about him. I was feeling uneasy. Initially, with- I was charmed as fuck. Now I'm uneasy. Well, okay. So here's my question. 
if he's supposed to be like quirky and like likable and the whole town is like like and like they all think he's endearing and great mm -hmm. why is it so heavy on children like it just <laughs> seems uncomfortable like i think it just shows how much they trust him mm, I, think I guess that's what it was used for because he's on that there's a certain scene where he's on a little boat floating around yep, yep. all children yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, first and I mean, of all, you can't get to that boat if you need to. So he could have just started grabbing oh, no. kids, and they'd be helpless. <laughs> I mean, like to the parents on the beach. Like, oh, oh no! Well, okay. So <laughs> if you're if you're <laughs> parents on the beach, <laughs> oh no! That's all they do. I'm they never let my child get do? on a boat with a weird they don't magician. Even do else. They, they jump into the ocean. All right. Well, let's go have some more kids. Dad's first like, all, all right, we're gonna. These ones are all molested. Throw them back in the water. I don't want <laughs> yeah. it. It's tainted. They're tainted now. <laughs> okay, so no. Listen, if you're a magician playing a long con, yeah, in any reason, and the person you like, your mark that you're trying to trick mm -hmm. is, let's say, whatever over here. Why are you trying Cooper? to? Why are you <laughs> endearing yourself to this whole other? Yeah. I don't know, group of people when you're trying to persuade a different Dude, group. that's how you play well, a long con, man. Well, my theory was... Well, <laughs> it's, yeah. a long con. it's a long a con. Day? And I 10 days is long con? I think he's Dude, having fun with day. it. I think all right, he's all right. kind of enjoying it. We'll get to this in the Creepy Brothers. We will, we will. Uh, we haven't gone past the Now we've reached the point where scene, Dan's right? favorite part... The other part was cool. Tell us what happens. Um, it's just during the montage, right, of like how he's hanging out with everyone. And I didn't even know they had like uh, like bikers like that in um in England or uh, like Wales. Like the Kennedy's jacket. Well, that uh, was cool because it's like wow, this is like 1982. And, like this is yes, like prime. They were on the highest that they would be. I feel like. Uh, so I saw this and I immediately 80s. thought Pee Wee. Yeah, <laughs> Pee Wee oh, Herman yeah. because of the uh, he becomes uh, yeah yeah like he he's, can chop it up with all like yeah. you got that larger than life personality and you what know was what that biker gang Satan's servants or something like uh, I think that was like <laughs> Satan's helpers or Satan something. helpers yeah. yeah but I think that does speak to like the lack of judgment although there's perceived toughness mm -hmm. you know uh, so Coop I know uh, you're into the punk rock uh, genre as much as I am besides uh -huh. the dead Kennedys did you catch the other patch underneath the exploited that's right yeah. how much do you know about the exploited you know I've never been a big, big exploited fan so I was not that familiar with the exploited mm -hmm. and I had to look up some of their stuff so they were they uh, came out with their first album in 1982 I know they're British right oh so they were brand new at they were brand new at this point wow. that this guy had this patch on the back that's of his jacket yeah. you know if you go on uh, Spotify, their number one hit is "Fuck the USA," uh -huh. and it, it's uh, very political. But I can't say I disagree. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad song. If we were still allowed to go out on music at the end, uh -huh. I would say let's play an exploited song. Sorry, uh, State of Bob Marley. Yeah, we, um, we we have been getting sued by too many people. Dude, lately. yeah. Between we have the to make better choices. Yeah. Between the Crash Test Dummies and the Estate of uh, Bob Marley, uh, let's just give yeah. a collective. Fuck you to the fucking crash test dummies. Just, you know what? You we're know sticking what? it they're, they're to the, the man. That, they're the ones that started I just feel like this. if I'll they got to know them. us, then they would like us, you know? But but we can't say fuck Bob Marley because it's not his fault. No. We, uh, you no. know what I say? Yes. Listen, yes. if the exploited can say fuck the USA, we can say fuck Bob Marley. All right. Fuck okay. Bob Marley. So, uh, Maybe nobody should say fuck nobody, you know? All right. Well, I like Bob Marley. I will play you guys some <laughs> the exploited after this, but I just wanted to point it out. really punk, I'm glad you caught that. I appreciate you. I paused it there. I said, cool and it's cool i don't know i like that time capsule thing because at the time it's not like oh look at this retro look at these like punks 
because it's trying to be like old school. It's like that was actually fashionable at that time, which I always like to see. In but the- also, it's great because it is out of character for every other person living in this town. So yeah. not only is he endearing himself to the normal men and women mm-hmm. who you know of society yeah. or whatever who who are members of the community, yeah. but also you know those outcasts. And he's stuff chopping like it that. up with everyone. Yeah. He's you know he's covering his bases. He's like that kid in high school who's friends with all the groups that was me that you was smoke you, huh? weed with everyone everyone's cool with you yeah. i was that kid too if everyone wants to but fuck I was you cooler. everyone's cool with you <laughs> yeah yeah that's true uh, that was my experience what made you cool everyone wanted to fuck me <laughs> <laughs> like awesome Harry. all of the people at the table want to fuck coop yep can't blame us are it's we getting closer natural. we can talk about fake parts no okay so so uh i i basically was like um, there's a funny scene right after this where all the kids step out of a door with <laughs> lollipops. They all take a lick. And they're all licking lollipops after they walk out of this door. You assume it's a candy shop, but it really could be any door. And he steps out and he's mopping his brow. Again, oh. very heavy pedophile vibes. I was just so... Well, I thought it's because it was expensive. Well, that that is what it was. But when you watch this, it's like all these kids like, Huh, Pied huh, Piper huh. again, a Pied Piper. Thing. Strong vibes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, I do. I just bribed these kids with lollipops. Um, I, I just nutted. Not I don't. Me, him. I just to be random here, but I have two notes that I wrote down a couple days ago. Is I have umbrella gun, and then hog and armor. Yes, hog and armor. That was the pub. So he walks past yeah. the pub on the way to Mr. Latham's office, and I was like, "Damn, hog and armor! That is like some straight English pub it shit." Like, I want to go there and drink a pint, dude. Yeah. And it spelled like Armour. Yeah, it's like with oh, the U. A R M O U R. Yeah, yeah, the English style. I would go there in a heartbeat. I I could see you and I getting like fist fights with each other. And then, like, walking home, drinking mm. boots that we stole from the uh, from <laughs> They the don't drink boots in England. They, That's like, only the uh, Nazis do that. In The Simpsons, Sorry, where the uh, Willie ends up fighting the <laughs> the wolf. And oh, the, yeah, and right. And at the friends. end, he's, like, giving him, like, the, the, the scotch. He's like, you know, I've been fighting you guys for years, brother. Yeah, you can get in a fight with someone and still be on good terms. Me, too. You can oh. fight me. <laughs> I already have. Have we, we fought ever before? We both lost. Yeah, we both just one clocked each other. Anyway, um, yeah, I just have a, a yeah. Those I had a couple notes um, that I, that were just out of character. I don't know. Well, he just goes past the the hog and armor on the way to go visit uh, businessman, Mister Latham. Mm-hmm. In the office, I don't know if you guys caught this. So he walks in, and uh, the secretary is in there. She's checking her secretary. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Secretary. The secretary. She's checking her face in the mirror, or whatever. She's talking. She's like, "Oh, hello, Columbus. So nice of you to come in." And did you guys catch this? There is a Bugs Bunny mask on a coat rack. I saw that. I the did mask. not. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that It's so too. weird it's and creepy. It's extremely disorienting. I'm like, yeah. it felt like they just weird. had nothing in their prop room, <laughs> and they're like, just put the Bugs Bunny thing up there, like. Well, it's or maybe just, it was being used for something else previously, and they just forgot, they forgot to take it down. That's what I was that's, thinking. Yeah. That's a great... It's like from The yeah, Shining, where I mean, you're like, blow me in this fucking weird mask. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's more likely, right? Because Disney is notorious for with the lawsuits. Well, that's actually Warner Brothers. Um, Bugs Bunny? That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it is, huh? Well, it's, it, it, it's definitely very strange, because it's like... 
I mean, it's supposed to be a professional business office. This guy seems like kind of a, oh, maybe, I was going to say he's no nonsense, but I mean, he's into magic, so maybe he is. He's uh, a nonsense guy. Yeah, he's nothing but nonsense. Wait, oh, I mean, Columbus is. I was talking about oh, Mr. Lafham. Oh, the businessman. Yeah, yeah. He's an asshole, kind mm-hmm. of. He's a, he's a... But he's an asshole that likes card tricks. He does, which makes him a better form of asshole than an <laughs> asshole who doesn't like card I respect tricks. him a lot more. Me too. At least he has that. Going. Anyone who believes in magic can't be all bad. A little bit of child whimsy is still in there. Except soon him. we learn, maybe he is bad because. Yeah. He committed. Well, first, genocide. Columbus takes off some what, Tom? Gloves. Gloves. Mask. Mask. I don't know. I'm sorry. What, what was it? I thought you were going to the fake body parts. So I was coming. Okay. It up. Oh, wait, okay. Okay. So, the first, and I'm not gaslighting again, the very beginning of the episode, I was like, this guy has a fake nose. <laughs> I'm not lying. I was like, this guy's nose is fake. You do have a nose for fake. And then I wasn't going to bring it up, because I know this is a thing that you guys think I was trying to make, like, Tom fake, whatever, body parts. This guy starts taking off fucking everything on his face except a nose the one thing he does not take off <laughs> i watched the i, I <laughs> you watch the director's cut i paid two dollars and watched the director's you cut of this not. one mm-hmm. and he takes off a nose they just cut it because it was like clearly it's a fake nose got to cut for time obviously mm-hmm. wait um, but we haven't talked about the this handcuff "Quote unquote trick." Okay, so yeah, here, here. please elaborate, let's, Coop. Let's hear right three. We got it. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's cool. Uh, go for it, Coop. Well, he shows him a handcuff trick where first he he says, "Oh, put them on, put the handcuffs on me," <clears throat> and he does a little deal where he boop, he pops them open, and then uh, Latham is amused. You guys keep saying, uh, "Mr. Latham." I don't Latham. know if there's a, there's like a, a whaleish, you know, whatever uh, Welsh like, way it's to it's probably like, the construction asshole. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Who? Oh, I don't know. Okay. And anyway, and then the construction guy's interested, and he says, oh, here, I'll show you how to do it. Whoops. Pops the handcuffs on him. Uh-huh. And then he says, well, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Columbus basically forces himself in there, and uh, but I gotta Mr. S- Latham is like, I'm going to be late for dinner. I can't be late. And yeah. he's like, My well, wife's check. going to kill me. Yeah. So at first, he's like, I just want to show you this one trick. And he does like this really lame, like, pick a card, whatever. And then Mr. Latham, you know, we had seen him before do this uh, money into paper, paper into money thing. And I was yeah. like, that seems awfully, like, weird that this guy, like, knows magic off the bat, but they kind of revisited this so that way it kind of justifies it earlier. And he's like, you know, I'm something of an amateur sleight of hand, you know, uh, enthusiast or whatever. Uh, yeah. So when he sees uh, Columbus doing this uh, escape from handcuffs trick, he's like, show me what this is all about. And he allows Columbus to put the handcuffs on him. Well, you know what is a little creepy about this is that's exactly what uh, John Wayne Gacy would do with his victims. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, can you please elaborate? Because I yeah. honestly don't know all that much about John Wayne Gacy. I mean, I know like you yeah, know, the right. brief. Uh, the clown. Yeah. I mean, so he would get boys come back to his place and they would like you know he'd give them booze and smoke weed with them and stuff and then he was a clown right so he's like oh let me show you this magic trick and he'd handcuff himself or whatever and then he would like get out of it and mm-hmm. he'd be like here let me show you how to do it and that's how he got and then him. he'd handcuff them them but then he would rape and murder them 
What year was this? I don't know. I think it was. 80s. Was it after eighty two? I think it was the eighties. So I don't. It may have been after this. Oh no! It I hope he didn't see this episode and be and like, like "Wait a minute, that's a good idea." Do you R- think if uh, John Wayne Gacy uh, never existed, people would still have a clown phobia? It, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah, because um, clowns are creepy it. in general. Yeah. They are. And I was talking to my mom, and my mom grew up like in the seventies, and clown. That was like there was still like the bozo show, Buzz the Clown. Yeah, yeah. And so clowns were like in, but she told me she was like, I always thought he was so fucking creepy. I think the thing about clowns that scares me is the same thing that about like um dolls or like you know ventriloquist dummies that scares you is because it's like the uncanny valley of like kind of human but like not it kind of like mocks what it is to be human with like this fake Mm. like you know exterior and it's like very off-putting and you can't really quite put your finger on it but it is i think that thing where it's like Mm kind of in the middle and and you don't know if you can trust what you're seeing you know you can't believe your eyes yeah no i agree i've never understood why children would like clowns. Um, All right. So we got uh, Mr. Latham uh, now in cuffs. And uh, Columbus starts explaining what his plan is. Mm-hmm. So he asked Mr. Laham, does he remember him? He then begins to remove his beard. His what? Beard. <laughs> <laughs> his fake, his fake beard. So his fake beard. This is a good fake beard, right? His yeah. fake beard. Oh, Tom needs you to specify. This that guy's like fake. a transformer, all right? So he like takes no, 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 off because his Because otherwise like, the listeners might think he just starts shaving. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Kiri, just as whenever you're talking about it, you need to say what it's a fake thing. Uh, well, you are the fake lover, He's so I'm going to let you. He I'm is let baiting you, go you right it, darling, here. Go for it. No, no, it's you. You are the fake lover. I want to hear it from you. Mm-mm. <laughs> Just say fake. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> I'm already there. All right. So uh, we got uh, Columbus stepping in, and he's like, all right. So I now got you in cuffs. And he's like, do you remember me? And uh, Mr. Latham does not remember him. So he slowly starts kind of doing these changes to his uh, appearance. And as he goes, he's trying to like basically be like, hey, like, do you recognize me yet? And his first thing is he's like, uh, he takes off his, I don't know if it's the first thing, he takes off like his like weird little vest and folds it inside out and it now becomes like a suitcase. Yeah, his like, little waistcoat. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And that's like super cool if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts, he has a wig. Yep. He, and heeled shoes, which I did not catch. So good catch on that earlier, Tom, boys. Tom yeah. said this mm-hmm. like, uh, I did not catch the I heels. I didn't notice it either. Tom was like, was he wearing high heels? And mm-hmm. like, I would have been like, bullshit. It's like but, platforms, not like guys, high heels. I, that's why I was the, the fake beard. You're fake the king feet. of fake. fake I feet. love, I, I can spot a fake. Mm-hmm. I'm a faker. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> oh, he takes off his hat. He takes off his wig, and he asks Mr. Latham, "Don't you remember me now?" Yeah, he. Uh, What's the crime that they committed again? He said or it was a murder committed. fifteen years ago. Mr. Laham framed Columbus. Yeah. So he did. Kerry, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. he did fifteen years just for a murder. Yes. Yeah, supposedly. England, we just... Well, yeah. so so uh, Columbus, you know, as uh, this character who we've become endeared to over the, the span of this episode, you're like, oh, he's so whimsical and fun. And then you come to, like, find out that, like, 
actually a lot of this everything you've seen so far was calculated and premeditated so that way he could like find uh, a way to kind of get in and attack this guy who he blames for putting him in prison for 15 years he kind of um explains that 15 years ago he was a younger naive man and he wasn't able to stand up to the prosecutor in court and as a result uh he's just spent the last 15 years in jail and this was his first kind of uh foray out of prison and he's got revenge on his mind Mm -hmm. okay um i don't want to get too far to this because it's something we're all going to touch on on our uh, closing arguments or whatever we want to talk about this but what was the crime like who who was he there at the same time they never really explained yeah they don't really explain like key what do you think was this something where like like some like there were like three people together and someone died well, they didn't explain it. I don't feel like they needed to. I think they left that up to the imagination. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, the only thing we know about this guy is we see him berating a group of construction workers earlier mm-hmm. and that he seems to be kind of like, oh, and Mr. Know-it-all as far as these illusions because he's like, you know what? I'm like just as, you know, savvy as you are and I can turn this uh, paper back into money. So he's like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he he's not doing anything explicitly wrong. He just kind of seems like impatient for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, once uh, Columbus is like, do you recognize me now? Do you recognize me now? He's pulling off of all his like, you know, theatrical clothing and he's taking off his mustache and fake. his sideburns and his beard. Wait, wait, wait. Fake mustache. Fake he, beard. He's pulling off his what? <laughs> his facial hair. His fake facial hair. His fake eyebrows. <laughs> his fake mustache. His his fake sideburns. You guys you guys saw him take off of those ears, right? <laughs> Yep. Those ears were <laughs> popped them right. No, trust me, I know fake ears. <laughs> Those were not. You know what? I'll defer to Tom's judgment on this. You one. are the king of fake. They were the biggest faker. Yeah. I, I'm a faker. You got a new uh, title. But I actually, I really Tell like me this. A I was like, <laughs> yeah. God damn! I was like, the tone has changed considerably mm-hmm. to what you've been like. It's the a, twist. Well, I, you know, honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with the musical cues. It's mm. like the whole time you're watching this episode, this this whimsical oh, kind of the like music was on. The, the music was yeah. amazing. The music is like do 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 like like you're just kind of along in this adventure, and that's like totally the wild Pied Piper. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Roald Dahl, Doctor Seuss, fucking you know, uh, amusing uh, mm-hmm. music man type character, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Don't you recognize me?" And it's like this silence is so abrupt and heavy compared to what you've seen yes. so far. Yeah, and it's like, God damn, I was like. I kind of was like annoyed by this guy at first because I was like, who does he think he is? He's kind of like, whatever. And then all of a sudden I was like, this dude's fucking badass. This no. guy's fucking, he tricked me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like such a fun ride to go on as a viewer. And then what does he do? Then he takes his umbrella and it's the last trick because he can turn that umbrella into a knife. Yeah, yeah. The, the little that's snake thing. That's a drink. That That's a drink. That's a, a solid that's a uh, trick. waterfall. What? When you turn your umbrella into a knife on you're listening <laughs> to our show, yeah, that's a that's a that's a waterfall. From now on, that's an automatic five points. I have a question for y'all. Did you also <laughs> no. just like really note that crunching sound that when he, he made when him? he's like push and he's stabbing? Yeah, was that was brutal. good, right? All right, so yeah, just to, let's wrap this up real quick, so because I know we all want to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Columbus uh, or whatever, whoever he is, he was pretending to be a guy named Columbus. He's like. 
Christopher. Well, now you finally recognize me and, and like, you know, this is revenge for you having me locked up for 15 years and stabs him with his umbrella. And then he now in his new disguise is able to walk through town scot-free and nobody turns their head and notices him because he's like such a polar opposite of uh, mm-hmm. Columbus that we've uh, come to know. Uh, and I, I think kind of think we forgot to mention this, but he's been in town for 10 days building up this um, persona. Yeah, How do this, we know it's 10 days? He, he, he says said, it's like a, it's been 10 it. days now. It's time. Everyone knows he I assumed it was only longer 10 days because everyone's so familiar. I feel like it'd be hard to get to know everyone, even in a small town. Oh, not days. him. He, he knows. I, at I first, guess. I thought it was too much. I was like, this, everyone loves him after one day, but then he says 10 days. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I still feel, I think a month would have been much more reasonable. But think about how memorable he was, right? Yeah, so true, that he, way he can like minimize the time that he had to actually be there. Oh, that's he was so the, memorable. That's a good point. Efficient. If I was, if I was walking was to work like yeah. a couple days a week and I had some guy walk by me who's like pulling birds out of my hat, I think I'd remember him pretty, you know, over 10 <laughs> yeah. days. But if he gave you a flower, you'd probably forgive him. Yeah. yeah, if you if you, <laughs> if you plucked a, a flower out of my hat and then put it in my body, all right, and <laughs> put it in your body. Whoa. Right. Okay, so uh, he he skates through town and he's really appreciating this. And I I kind of feel like his uh, monologue kind of took on a different tone. You know what I mean? It's mm, like yeah. now we're getting the perfect a, crime and the music. Yeah, it's a, like totally again the music. Different. The music's changed. We kind of have a greater scope as to what's going on. And uh, he he returns to the train station. He gets on the train and he's like, basically goes, the perfect crime. I've been devising it for fifteen years. And then right as he's about to get away scot free, he decides to throw confetti out of the train, which is evidence. Does he? I thought he was like like leaking confetti. No, he's like purposely like <laughs> dripping it. Was he? Yeah. I didn't notice that, but I did notice the little boy sees the confetti, picks it up, and it. it I feel like it's implied that the kid mm-hmm. kind of puts the two and two you together. You notice the little boy? I'm always noticing the little boy. No. Well, cause, and then especially the, he, the narration, he's like, it's yeah. the perfect crime. Yeah. But then the, the boy's like, like playing with the glitter mm. stuff like, um, But then again, two two? I mean... Because at first I was like, oh, he's going to get caught. And I was like, no, the kid's not going to fucking be able to say who this very average looks looks guy yeah. was. Just, yeah. some, just another fucking English dude with a little English That was hat. a good switcheroo. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of the switcheroo? I enjoyed it thoroughly, but we'll get into that in my... Creepy I almost said picks of the week. That's right, <laughs> listeners. It's time for our creepy crawlers. And if it's okay with y'all, I'd like to go first. I would love for you. I would first. love that. So for my creepy crawlers, I obviously thoroughly enjoyed this episode. So I start with the five. Would I show this to somebody else? And you know what? I would. I, in fact, I would show it to three of my very closest friends. And so you it, did. I know. So it does get that five. Um, star power. We have a debate over whether or not Jennifer Connelly was possibly in here. So um, I'm going to give them that point. But it's a flexible point, meaning if we can prove that it was not, then we will deduct that okay. star power point. Pro, right? uh, retroactively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I always do a two and a half consideration for like how much I enjoy like a twist or like the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it earned its whole two and a half there. And then I gave it an extra 0.25 bonus because I just thought it was just magical and fun and cute and sweet and whimsical, but then it was dark. And I don't know, I just kind of encompassed all the reasons why I like things like this. So um, it's ended up with an 8.75 from Eerie Kiri. Very nice. Very respectable, yeah. uh, Creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers. Oh. All right. Oh. oh, Who's next? Oh, right. Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny Junk on the mic, and I, hey, will, go, I will go next. Uh, so, uh, when I went into this episode, 
as far as uh, just painting a picture of where I was coming from, we had just finished watching Ray Bradbury Theater, the town where no one got off. Mm-hmm. And I started watching this episode, and I was like, all right, I'm watching a guy walk around town. Uh, this seems very familiar to what we just <laughs> recently <laughs> watched. But it was like a redemption. Did he hop off a train, yes. too? Yeah, he also well, no, hopped off a train. He hopped yeah. on a train eventually, too. And off. On and off. Off and on. That's Sometimes right. he's yeah. got to hop stranger on got and off. off trains. This one did. Well, I'll just say, I was watching this episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who this guy is or what's going on, but this seems like some kind of whimsical children's movie. It doesn't seem like something that is short or spooky. And I was kind of like ticked off about it a little bit. To be perfectly honest, it did not get, catch me right away. And in fact, something that you guys seem to enjoy, which is this music, which incensed me. It was, <laughs> I found it very difficult to listen to. He you hates would have lovely things. Grateful it just, I was dead, bro. Uh, no, I was just, I was coming into this and I was like, okay, what's going on? This guy's going to be some fancy magician and he like makes some kids' dreams come to life or something like that. It brings a little joy to a small town and it's not really that like supernatural. And it's not really supernatural, but when this dude started explaining who he was and his motives, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, he tricked these townspeople and he tricked me. I was on board. I was like, fuck, I hated this. But now I kind of like it because, like, everything that I hated about him was a deliberate misdirect. Mm-hmm. So I kind of respect that. And I just, I, one thing I just, I, I thought would have, like, been kind of cool was after the reveal that he is this dude out for, you know, revenge against the guy who sent him to jail, like, it has this dark tone and it stops playing that like fanciful music behind it. And it's just kind of like this, I don't know, like this heavy, like cloud that like falls over you of like, you know, once you realize the gravity of the situation, but I kind of wish that like had held on to that as he rode out of town to be like, and that's why I'm here. And I did what I came to do instead of being like, Oh, it was the perfect crime. So I'm like, Oh, so you're not like that far off base. So overall, actually liked it and uh I, I unfortunately i don't know if i can give it the 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 star power point because as much as we've come to understand that yes jennifer colony is in this her acting and presence was not really a factor in this she was just kind of like oh you know that person by the way that turned out to be somebody else um so i can't really give it a star power yeah maybe and, i should have only given it half a point actually that's a really good point so i mean obviously everybody make your decisions as you as you will um, and I think that's the thing. It's like, I didn't really enjoy watching it, but the twist at the end made it all worthwhile. So it's hard to separate. Okay. I'm going to give this a 7.1. Oh, 7.1 creepy crawlers from the junk man. The junk man. Very solid. That's score. a junkie score. No, I think it's pretty decent. I mean, I mean, I wasn't saying it's bad. Oh, I we see. all because yeah. it's from the Junkie Boy. That's right. I get you. We're coming <laughs> yeah. from all different Cooper, walks of life. Um, man. Yeah. Shine your light. You are next, and I want to okay. hear your score. I also, uh, I also enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I've made myself. Well, I didn't make it myself. I copied offline a little scoring rubric, which I'm going to use. Can you? Can you just? Uh, do you? Will you share with us your rubric? 
on real a little quick. insight. I'll do it real quick. Yeah. And if it's I have, boring, we'll cut it. Well, none of us have, have looked into your little notebook Mm-mm. you got there, and uh, okay. I think we're all curious. Well, for the record, I didn't make it up. Penis. I think I stole it from maybe like a film school's like grading rubric or something like that. Because uh, you got like truancy and homework no, not returned. No. Well, there are certain things like used like this many points because they used elements from lecture blah and i was like well okay i'm just gonna skip that but i basically just use the anyway it goes opening title sequence script performances camera sound editing music okay so it's all pretty dry stuff, but you also but... okay but if it works for you so how did you apply it to what you're doing with your so, creepy crawlers the ratings uh i did i give each one of these a one out of 15 and then that adds up to a uh, uh number out of 100 score right and mm-hmm. then i just go you know I make that, you know, uh, Reduced one to out 10. of ten. Buy that yeah. by ten. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's easy. Anyway, I gave it a seven point eight out of ten. Um, I agree. I was like, this is weirdly like, this is like, what is this? Like uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I do. You know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I think is very apt comparison, right. especially the kids yeah. coming out of that candy store, licking lollipops <laughs> yeah. and shit like that with some weird magical man in a fucking top hat. Yeah. I think you just hit on the nose. I didn't put that together. Good on you. Right. But, we we but, all would have been there. Yeah. We'd all be those kids hanging out behind well, him. What kept me engaged, though, was I felt like just enough he dropped the hint, like, but I'm sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I'm doing something else. He would continually kind of drop these little hints that he's up to something. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, really interested, like, what is his deal? And I, and that twist, I never would have guessed it. I was totally, you know, surprised by it. And I liked, like, how, like you said, John, how the tone kind of immediately changes and the stab was like a little bit extra brutal. Like there was no blood. But I think, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Now that you brought it up, one of the things I didn't really address earlier that I think made it so effective was the stab and the little resistance, resistance, and then it sunk in. Yeah, well, it was kind of. Coop said the crunch. Well, no, the, yeah, he yeah, said the crunch. It's that one little, oh. that element that mm-hmm. kind of is just like that little uh, level of realism that you would not have normally thought of. And exactly. it's like when it sinks in, you're like, oh shit. Well, that's what made it extra effective. And I think it made it extra, extra effective because the whole episode is very whimsical and lighthearted. And then all of a sudden it's like a brutal murder. Juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, I thought it was really good. And um, kind of reminded me of like usual suspects as he walks away as like a different person from what he appeared to be. Obviously this is before the usual suspects. Um, what? Yeah. The <laughs> usual suspects was not made in the, 70s anyway 7.8 uh, uh, out of 10 for me um based on my what? special rubric decent creepy koalas pretty good and then you know what i would just round up to eight i would give it an eight it's you an don't eight. have to you do whatever feels right i'm gonna round up because 7.8 you know what I, I liked it enough that it's gonna be an eight i'll just round down to seven and yeah. 7.1 well, I'll i'm just going down seven. to like an 8.25 because i heard your point john and, and you're right i shouldn't give a full point for jennifer Connolly because she didn't add to it just because i adore her so mm-hmm. i'm actually bringing mine down to an 8.25 that's what i'm Peter saying if, if that if she was credited as yeah. any that's other brunette point. actress would you be like, be like okay cool I, again my score has been deducted appropriately yeah. now Tommy let's boy. toms um First of all, I loved the episode. I love the jolliness that you get during the, uh, basically the the first, second, and most of almost the third act. It's just this really fun, jolly, uh, you know, guy that's like jumping around this place and making friends with everybody. And <laughs> but then, you know, when when there's the reveal, he's like, I went to 
jail for well just 15 years for committing murder and the first thing he does when he gets out of jail is uh murder someone he's had 15 years I to mean, think about right? that yeah. yeah but but this is my point is that he's, he's spent, been practicing his sleight of hand that's what i'm saying is that he spent 15 years in jail just like practicing his magic tricks and well, i just had a, a where, where do you think he got his costume just from? real quick coop coop's got a look I'm on sorry. his face i just i don't mean to interrupt you no no go ahead but i was just thinking no, you go ahead and finish. And then no, no, I, I want to hear your thought. Okay, I'm just thinking Unless perfect, you need to think perfect about crime, it. yada, yada. But everyone knows he's been practicing magic in his jail cell. That's, for the what past. that's the point I was trying to you make. And it's that. a small oh, town. Go ahead. A, no, that, that's the point I'm if making. It's like this guy ahead. spent 15 years in jail. He's known probably by most of the inmates that he got framed. And he's this yeah. like magician guy. Constantly and, practicing these magic constant, tricks. Exactly. And they're not even great tricks. Like half no. of them are just like... They're all aces that he has when yeah. he's like being like pick a card and like oh they're all aces. Whatever. Where do you get that bird? Yeah, well you know when two two the birds bird. fall in love they sometimes make a, another little bird egg. They make an egg. Yeah, yeah. well it's a little bird. Yeah. Um, but I, I just thought that was funny how like he's resentful against this guy for and again fifteen years in jail would suck. Yeah. For sure. But to get out and then commit murder right again, I guess you would have to have commit the perfect crime. Yeah. And you would have had to have the time and the space to consider that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, based on the enjoyment of this episode, which I thoroughly did, I was very, very happy a couple of days ago watching this episode. And on my subsequent uh, rewatches, I really really liked it i i had so much fun and that that twist at the end was great like yeah. it goes from being this little stupid like thing where you're like where the hell is this going and all of a sudden boom this guy rips off his fake eyebrows his fake beard <laughs> doesn't take off his fake nose i think he liked his fake nose takes off his fake feet his fake feet <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna give this one a solid 8.5 out of 10 creepy crawlers Respectable score. The highest score from our Iceman. Iceman was melted. Well, the second highest one is from the Ice Queen. So I think that speaks to the quality of this episode, friends. What is that? I see a puddle under your chair. Are you melting or did you urinate again? I'm melting. We're trying to house train him. We're trying our very hardest. (laughs) Very respectable scores all around. I think if we were to uh, even that out or excuse me, uh, find the average it. it, Yeah, it'd probably be Mm 7.5. And you know what? I did such a good job. I'm going to pick the next episode in four weeks. Okay. Okay. I have a little theory real quick before we wrap wrap. Let's Um, hear it. You know, because I'm thinking like we were saying, Tom. If he's in jail practicing magic, he's obviously going to get caught because then they'll be like, this murder happened and be like, who did it? Uh, some fucking magician must have, because they are going to assume it was him because he was seen going in there. Here's what I think. Since the guy he killed also knows magic, I think these guys both were magicians at one point. So maybe the reason he was put in jail was because mm-hmm. the other guy sawed a lady in yeah. half and actually cut her in half. Yeah. And he, he blamed up. this other dude for not like doing the trick yeah. right. Yeah. Did they he ever was... explain what the no. murder was? They never really got into it. You but... guys, I, okay, I brought it up earlier, but yeah. I really think you guys got to watch Terror Train okay. uh, yeah. with, with David Copperfield. It has some magic stuff in it and it has a really yeah. crazy reveal. I'll watch it. I am D O W. What do you guys think the crime, the the murderer was over with the with the Baldy? I think John just said it. 
He sawed someone. You think he, he sawed someone in half by accident? I mean, it's like, fun to, to if they're magicians. It's fun to think about. Is what you're saying? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I mean, you want it ironic and in, in like you know to tie it all together. It's fun to think about song people in. They half. were both magicians, dude. Okay, if you're gonna like go, if someone's gonna murder you, getting sawed in half on stage is pretty funny. I don't know. It sounds like I don't a know. That doesn't sound very pleasant. <laughs> I feel like I would just rather like if go in my sleep my at 105. Yeah. I'm not saying about yourself like, getting killed. I'm saying about. <laughs> In perspective, yeah. If you if you kind of take it out of uh, you know the personal realm and just be like, hmm, watching a person get sawed in half for real on stage in front of a bunch of people is kind of funny. It'll be horrifying. So while I don't agree with that, I I <laughs> love Christ, that you think that way, my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like maybe I'm this safe. is all coming back to why I wanted to be a magician as a child. <laughs> maybe. Wait, We're what's happening? The underlying here? understanding. It's a good thing you never became. I love you guys. I love all of you guys. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do for us. Um, we my, love you, listeners. For yeah, myself. I do. For all the dads, for all the moms, for all the Alamitas. So for the Eeries, the Sniffies, the Junkies, and the Trashmen slash the Ice People, the ice we miss people. you all. <laughs> and and I hope you're all staying healthy out there. Get vaccinated. It's, uh, it's very nice. Bye. See you next week. Bye.